Hey, welcome back to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to my friends on the phone. Today we're talking to Michelle about A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master. And I'm not even sure whether or not... We definitely talk about the dog. I don't recall even specifically mentioning the fact that the dog pisses flames and summons Freddy Krueger back from the dead in this movie. I think that we talked about that a great deal during the part three review because we knew it was coming and i'm not well we'll see we'll see whether or not we talk about it i know there's a few things i said i wanted to look up while we were recording this um information about the soundtrack and also uh we did some speculation about who all these scars guard people are so maybe i'll maybe i'll look that up and have a little summary at the end and you know anything else we mentioned um yeah but other than that uh, yeah, the summer's going great, and uh, tomorrow or Friday we will have our final Vampire Clan book review being posted. So yeah, thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk, and here is Michelle. What's going on with you? Well, it's July. It is July. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. It's crazy. It's gone by fast. Unbelievable. This year of 2023? Or the whole the whole thing? Oh, just the year of, you know, 2023. I think it... I'm just surprised we're already halfway through it. Oh, we are? Yeah. Well, yeah, at the end of June, right? That's the sixth month of the year. There's 12 months in a year. We just passed the halfway mark. Wow. Yeah. Mathematics. Crazy. (laughs) I'm surprised the dogs didn't bark this time. Yeah, no. Did, uh... Is it the ringing noise that... Or just the when it sounds, or no, you told me it was you saying hello. Usually, when I say hello, they're like, "Oh, ah, something's up." Yeah, but nope, they're both just. I got two of them just laying here, just lounging, not giving a care at all. You know what? That's a very July kind of attitude. Maybe oh, it's excuse too hot. Excuse me. Yeah, I think everyone knows. Even like even when you're trapped inside and the AC is on, you can still kind of just tell that you're under like a weight of oppressive heat. Oh yeah, every time we go outside, it's disgusting. If mm. I take them out to go to the bathroom, I'm just like, ugh, no, get me back inside. It's disgusting. And disgusting and ugh. There is a sheen to my skin. Oh. These <laughs> That might be TMI. <laughs> These next couple of months. I'll tell you what. Um I write myself a lot of notes. Like I write I have a little notepads that I write myself uh-huh. notes on and I often will resort to just taking a ballpoint pen and writing something right on the back of my hand that I don't want to forget. Often there are many things. Often there's a list of things written on my wrist. Not this month. Because there's always just a little bit of a sheen of sweat, always, (laughs) that prevents ballpoint pens from writing on my, on my skin. Oh, it doesn't sound like it would glide along very well. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It it, it, it gums the ball right up. Well, (laughs) oh my God, maybe I should have had a coffee. I apologize for yawning. It's already late in the day. Basically, once in July, 2 p.m. is... Quite late. The sun is the sun has already been pounding overhead for several hours. Right. It really takes a lot out of. Uh, you should see what I I have. My not quite as great camera is pointing, just sort of vaguely in the direction of outside, and it looks like there is like an atomic blast going on out there, because all you oh, can see so is this washed out white of where the backyard yeah. should be. And the sun isn't even the worst part of it. It's the humidity. Like, I don't mind the sunshine as long... Because, you know, at least with the sun, you can get in the shade, you can cool off, but the humidity, there's no escaping it. It just... 
lingers and it's thick and disgusting and you feel like you can't breathe. There's the puppies. There she is. Luna came in and shook her head and her collar was jingling. Come on, Mama. You gonna come sit next to me? Oh, no, you got an itch? Okay, you itch. It's like you being do. underneath a wet sponge. Ugh. Hi, baby. How are you? You can't put your head on my laptop. You'll press a button. No. Good puppy. <laughs> yeah, she's a good girl. I think she realized she was alone in the bedroom and she was like, wait, where'd everyone go? Do the cats stay in when it's this hot or do you still let them out to explore? Uh, I let them out. They went out for quite some time while I was, yeah, while I was packing stuff up today. Oops. I let them out and uh yeah, they got a, they got a little bit of a time to go out and explore, but well, you know, it really the same as any other type of weather really. I really I I try to let them out for like a couple hours. They get to go out in the morning because they get all worked up in the morning. Okay. Today it was my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. So they got to go out for a couple hours in the morning. And then I went over to say hi to mom. And then they were inside during that part. So then okay. I came back here and was while I was packing up the soaps for a couple hours, I let them out. And then they came back in very politely. And now they are all laying around napping. One of them has her own little apartment now. She had been Lilith. going... Lilith. Yes. Did I? Do you know that she has her own little? That she has her own place now? I just, I just assumed <laughs> that it was Lilith because I met Lilith once, and I just remember her being more just kind of on her own, just yeah. kind of wanted to, you know. Well, you didn't have um, Cora is the one that you got the most recently. Yes. Good job. Yes. Good job. Yeah. So, so I. I had met Paprika a couple of times, and then the last time I was at your house, you had only Paprika and Lilith, and I just remember Lilith was kind of more like, leave me alone, please. <laughs> yes, that is her, that is her attitude. <laughs> so there was a cabinet that she has been going into for, I mean, for years, that kind oh, of... Oh, boy. She has a, there's a dish in there and everything, but just for whatever reason... um. You know, I noticed that most of the other things in the cabinet were like, you know, one of the things was a big pan I had that had become very warped, so I didn't use it anymore. And there right. was a a strainer from, it would have been, you know, it was one of those things where the pot and the strainer were like one unit, but it was only the strainer with no pot. It was a bunch of garbage. So I cleared all the garbage out and she's got a little shelf in there. And I put a blanket in there, and she has her food in there, so I haven't seen her. <laughs> she she has her own little, and she can open and close the door, and she's That's so doing funny. great. <laughs> That's so funny. I got to get her a little like little couch and a little bookshelf or something, a little TV. Yeah, put just like an old, uh, like an iPhone four in there. <laughs> yeah, that would be so cute. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be her TV. Put on videos of birds. So recently on TV, I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street for The Dream Master. Did you? Yeah, I sure <laughs> did. Did you? <laughs> I did. Wow. What a coincidence. <laughs> I it's, know. It's, so it's actually been a minute now since I watched this. I revisited, I, I want to say... Last week, I think it was, because we were supposed to talk last week, but I was not feeling great. So I think I revisited last week and, and took better notes. Oh, great. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Yes. Because I watched it, like, I started watching it right when we were talking about Dream Warriors, and I was like, right. I'm going to start this now, because we were talking about the dogs pissing fire, and I was like, let's go. I just needed to see it. <laughs> no, we had to. We had to find out about whether or not the dog pissed fire, which it, it does do, and it's it not does, even a scary yeah. dog. It's such a good boy. It's just a, like a border collie. He's just you know, yeah. Jake. I think he has a very human name. I think it's Jake. It might be but Jake. 
I think that's really funny when animals have human names. Oh, it's hysterical. I, I think I it's so why. funny. It's so funny, especially if it, the more distinct, well, you know, of course, about my cat, Philip, <laughs> Philip J. Billup. Philip J. Billup. Very. <laughs> and then I don't know what it is about Philip, but everybody about that name, like that's a funny name to give an animal. And I, I'm not sure exactly it, it, why. You want to hear another funny one? Sure. Yeah. I once knew someone who had a dog named Beverly. <laughs> that, <laughs> it was like a greyhound or something. Her name was Beverly. Wow, that's, I mean, honestly, a, a greyhound, that seems like a perfect Beverly for some reason. <laughs> like a very, an elegant older lady, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think if it sounds like a name that an elderly person might have. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, old Philip coming in. Yeah. <laughs> to name a little tiny animal. Yeah, Beverly's. That's that's like, yeah. I can't even tell you exactly what's funny about that, but it definitely is. It's just one of those things. It just cracks me up. Or someone else had a dog named Dave. Great. Yeah. Dave is a good name for a dog. I feel like there was. Yeah, I definitely knew a cat named Peter. That that was a, that was pretty good. Okay. I feel like there was. Yeah, I feel like I knew another cat other than mine that has a funny human name, but I'm not sure now. I mean, I'm sure I know. I'm sure of all the yeah. people I know that that have cats, some of them have very funny human names. I know my dad had a dog growing up named Mikey. That's a good one. That's good for a dog. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean that that still sounds like yeah, you know, like the, you can still tell that that would be a dog's name, even though like obviously still a person name, but could pass for a dog's name. Yeah, making it cute by putting a Y at the end of it goes a long way. Yeah, and like I know one time because like in the winter you can bring your dogs to the beach down in like Fairfield. From, like, October to April, that's the off-season, and you can bring your dogs. And one time I brought my dogs, and Luna was running off, and I'm calling for her. I'm like, Luna, come here. And this guy's like, oh, that's my daughter's name. And I was like, <laughs> my dog's name. <laughs> Sorry. Did you feel like you should apologize? Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not calling for your kid. I'm trying to get my dog. <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's that's extremely weird. Stop yeah. calling my kid's name. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not talking to your kid. Why would I know your kid's name? Like, who are you? <laughs> This movie has a wacky soundtrack. It does. It's um, very 80s. So 80s. I definitely I definitely made a note about the opening the the opening song. But I don't recall it now. Oh, I don't remember what the opening song was. I just know that um at the end cuz I watched it on um I watched it on Prime and like yeah. it'll like you pause it it'll say like this is the actor and this is the song that's playing right now and I know it was, it was it, I can never pronounce her name the bald girl from the 90s that wrote oh, a picture of the Sinead Sinead O'Connor yes she had a song at the very end of the movie and I was like oh how about that it, this definitely has like a rocking a rollicking soundtrack wow Sinead O'Connor was on the soundtrack um Holy shit. What? <laughs> uh well part part of part of it was I had something I was gonna mention that that, that the, the Sinead O'Connor tidbit knocked it right out of my right out of my brain pan. Whatever oh, I no, was I'm whatever sorry. no, it's okay. That's it was kind of surprising to me. She was really she was only around for a very hot minute before she tore up a photo of the Pope and everyone got mad about it. I know. Somebody could do that now and they'd be like, all right. <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone does that shit now. 
in the early 90s, it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I certainly didn't know what was going on. I was two, but I think oh. I saw it on, you know, VH1 on later years. <laughs> Some behind the music story or something. Yeah, it was a crazy <laughs> big deal at the time. Um, yeah. This is what I thought of um, when I pause Amazon Prime. Mm hmm. These days, I'm often watching True Blood. Yes. Often when I pause it, um, I am treated to an image of Alexander Skarsgård wearing a tuxedo top and no pants. Oh. That's the picture of him that's on IMDb or whatever. So if you pause a scene that has him in it, you get to see that picture of him wearing no pants. So I... I've been looking at a picture of Alexander Skarsgård with no pants on quite a bit whenever wow. I pause the television. Yeah. That, that sounds great. That's what the Sinead, the Sinead O'Connor made me think of. Alexander Skarsgård with no pants on because of the prime. No pants. Yeah, I like how they do that because then if you see somebody, you're like, I know them from something. Oh, Who are yeah. They? It's even easier. Can, yeah. These days. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be Alexander Skarsgård. With no pants on. He's <laughs> he was in the recent adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand. Yes, it's, I heard that. I didn't see it, but... It's pretty all right. I think it's on Paramount. I'm pretty sure... Alexander Skarsgård was in um, this is show on HBO called Big Little Lies. Oh. And um, it's got Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman and Zoe Kravitz. And he plays Nicole Kidman's husband and he's abusive and terrible. Yeah, I Awful. think he plays abusive, terrible guys. He just has that look. <laughs> yeah, he does. He has a very sinister look to him. In fact, yes. is he related to that other Skarsgård that has a very sinister I, look to him? Bill Skarsgård, the one that played Pennywise yeah. in the new movies. I think they're brothers. They look sinister in completely different ways. Yes, exactly. But they're both people that I would not want to have to, to speak to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Skarsgårds. Yeah, because I think their father is an actor or something, too. I don't remember what his name is. But... There's a sort of elder Skarsgård that's in the Thor movies and, like, a ton of things. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's probably dad. But there's also, like, a sort of medium-aged Skarsgård who... Uh, I feel like I don't see that much anymore. He was in Garden State back in back around the turn of the century, and... Oh. Some other things around then. Hmm. This movie has a lady in it called Tuesday Night. Tuesday Night, like a knight in shining armor. Yes. Which I thought is very interesting. And she replaces Patricia Arquette. Because Patricia Arquette didn't come back. Does she survive <laughs> Tuesday? She does not survive this movie. No, she does not. Okay, that's what I thought. I kind of figured the the previous survivor ends up getting killed because the girl in this movie, she might survive because she ends up getting pregnant. Right. Um. That, yeah, the survivor the of this movie. Alice, yep. Alice, so, yes. Yep. So that's what it is. So it starts off, Kristen, Joey, and Kincaid are the ones that survive from Dream Warriors. That's honestly a huge score. That's so many survivors. They did a great yeah. job. Yeah, in for that, sure. In but that then, movie, they did. Yeah, but then they killed him off all so fast yep. within this in this movie. It was like they got Kincaid first because his dog pissed fire and opened up a portal to hell. Way to go. Does Freddy actually kill him? Yeah, Freddy kills him in his dream. He, like, stabs him in the stomach, and then it's like he has a heart attack right. in his sleep. And then Joey... Well, we did talk... <laughs> We did talk about what happens to Joey, but, uh... <laughs> Damn it, Joey. He just always falls for the blondes with the tits. It just, you know... It's in... But, yeah. This is downfall. It's not even, like... How's this for a wet dream? 
it's an insane scene. I mean, it's as as far as as far as bed as far as bed related scenes. I don't know if this is more or less insane than a volcano with five people's worth of blood pouring all over the room, dripping into the kitchen and shit. I don't know if that's no, I, crazier than. Go ahead. No, I think I think when uh, Glenn died, Johnny Depp's character yes. died in the first one. I think that definitely tops this. Okay. I mean, this was pretty. This was pretty interesting, but it also it didn't make any sense because it, yeah, that yeah. It didn't make any sense because at first it was like, you know, they showed that he got pulled into the bed and obviously it was torn open and everything else. And it just shows the pillow floating on the bed. But then when his mom comes in to check on him, the bed's completely made and he's just dead inside the mattress. Like, how'd that happen? How did he (laughs) drown in the mattress and it somehow was resealed? We're getting a little bit. It's starting to. Well, yeah. Well, first of all. It doesn't make any sense at all. How the hell is he in there? But also, and I said this last time, how the hell did the girl get in there? And why is he excited to see her instead of freaking out immediately? Like, I don't understand how he's even tricked and how, or, and he's not even really tricked into anything. It's all, Freddy's almost just, Freddy's going to kill him. No matter. I mean, he's got him. He's in the bed, but he's like, I'll show him a sexy lady. Cause you know that me and Jesse, we go way back. This is, it was, his, that kid's name is Jesse, right? Joey. Joey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, me and Joey, we go way back. I'm going to show him a sexy lady before I kill him. Because it's not like, yeah, it's not like Joey has to like, it's not like, it's not like he's so enthralled with the lady that he crawls inside the bed on his own and his mom finds him. It's all right. a weird I mean, melange of stuff that doesn't make sense. And I get it because it's it's a dream too. Like he's dreaming about the girl coming out of his poster, and she's in his bed, and he's like, "Whoa, she's drowning!" It's a dream. Of course, it's not going to make any sense. When do dreams okay. ever really make sense? Okay. But then, what doesn't make sense, like I said, is in real life when yeah she goes on him, and he's in the bed. Like, how did he get in Insane. inside the mattress? <laughs> you got to yeah. You got to wonder what if if someone had been watching him while he was having this dream, what exactly is happening while Freddy is killing him? You know, Kincaid's right. having a heart attack. OK. Uh, yeah, like he just he just dies in his sleep. Like, that's unfortunate. OK, like. But it is I didn't get that either, because like, you know, normally when he kills somebody in their sleep, like when it happened to Tina in the first movie, like there's blood all over yes. the ceiling. You see the blood, the scratches on her appear and everything else. Like people come back with wounds, but Kincaid just like grabs onto his stomach and just like, you know, or his chest and just like falls over and there's no blood or anything. Like you would think when Freddie stabbed him, there would be blood leaking through his shirt. In this movie, in this movie, they start to kind of. It starts to lean that the deaths look a little more coincidental, the the waterbed notwithstanding. But, you know, like, there's the asthma yeah. attack. And how does the girl with the bugs end up actually dying? The girl with the bugs. Oh, I, oh, the girl that had the bugs in, like, her, like, chips or whatever she was eating. Debbie, right? In the beginning? Um, well, was Debbie the asthma girl or is Debbie the... the... No, the asthma girl was the, okay. like, well, the glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so Debbie then yeah. is the punk rock kind of yeah, so girl in this one. Debbie was pushing the weights and then her arms just completely just split in yes. half and her bones are sticking yes. out. <laughs> yeah, and she ends up, and bug arms come out of her arms. Right, right, yep. And then he yep, has her in, like, a roach motel. Yeah, because she starts. That's what happened in the very beginning of the movie. She was eating a snack, and there was like a cockroach in it or something, and she was freaking out because there was a bug in her breakfast. Which I mean, I'd freak out too. That's pretty gross. But yeah, so I guess so. My question was, do we know what her like what it says on her death certificate? It doesn't say crushed like a roach in a roach motel. <laughs> or do we yeah. not even know what happened to her? We might not even get a follow up. That's right, sort of I'm not sure. the 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 pace. That's towards the end of the movie when the pace is picking up and like shit. Also, there's a bizarre scene in the middle of this movie where like Alice and uh, is it Alice and her brother? 
They're going in like a time was loop. Was the one that was um, dating Kristen. Yes. And there's so another, there's another, like, there's another dude. Well, that might be the guy that she ends up dating that right. she had a crush on. Yeah. I can't remember what his name was. There's a situation but... where he's, like, picking her up from work, but they're going in some kind of a time loop, and he keeps, like, picking her up from work. Okay, yep. And there's a bunch of other stuff. And at that point, at that point, maybe I was high the last time I watched this. At that <laughs> point, it became a little bit... A little bit harder to follow what was going on, but a lot of things start happening towards in, in that part of the movie, including a lady turning into a cockroach. I think that the dog's name is Jason. Jason, okay. I was close. Jake, yeah, Jason, whatever. It might be. It may be a a slight nod to Jason Voorhees. I'm not sure. It could be. I see. What else did I put in here? So I thought it was interesting. With Kristen's mom, the one who in Dream Warriors oh, yeah. was just like, oh, she's being so dramatic. She just yeah. wants attention, blah, 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 blah. How, many, how much money do I have to spend on therapists? So then Kristen's having problems again, and she's like, I can't sleep. And she's drinking, you know, whatever with dinner or something. All of a sudden she's getting loopy because her mom freaking drugged her with sleeping pills. It, and she's like, you just killed me, mom. He's yelling at wow. her. And she's like, you and your tennis pals torched a guy, and now I'm going to die. It's like, what the hell? Terrible mom. Yeah. just Real very, bad mom. And this parent, Every single parent in these movies are just terrible. That's like Alice's and Rick's dad is an alcoholic. Fucking mom, dad. Yeah. He wants like nothing to do with anybody. He's like, oh, this food that you made wasn't enough for me. I worked hard all day, blah, 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 blah. Like, borderline abusive. Not even borderline. Like, he's being very verbally abusive to his kids. That's that's what they're all like in these movies. But I guess it's just, I, I don't know if it's because, you know, are they, you know, they said that Joey and Kristen and Kincaid are supposed to be the last of the children of Elm Street whose yeah. parents killed Freddie. So they're thinking that, you know, maybe once they're gone, he's going to stop. But then he doesn't stop. Then he's like, I'm going after everybody. It's it's it is Christie's fault. Christie pulls Alice in. Yes. God damn it, Christie. God damn it, Tuesday night. Yeah, a Tuesday night. <laughs> Caused all of this to happen. But yeah, but he must. I mean, and you know what? It might be that. It might be that the children of neglectful and shitty parents have a tendency to have troubled dreams and he's able to, you know, or it may even just be an allegory that neglected parents, uh, you know, neglectful parents will lose their children one way or another. There's a lot that can be unpacked uh, by looking at the parents in this series. They suck. Probably. They do suck. <laughs> so I just wrote down fucking dad in capital letters. <laughs> fucking dad. I have a lot of random notes in here. Like, I just, you know, I was uh, putting, let's see. Oh, like in the very beginning where she's having her dream and she's in like Freddy's house and then the windows just explode out of nowhere and send her across the room from a thunderstorm. Like there's a big clap of thunder and the whole house just like sends her across the living room because yeah. the glass breaks. I'm like, okay, that's likely. This one and then I one thing I too, the tricycle falling down the stairs. I'm like, what is it with the tricycle? Because there was a tricycle melting mm -hmm. in three. Now this tricycle fell down the stairs. I'm like, there's just abandoned tri Like, did he just like grab these kids off the street and left their tricycles? Like, what is the symbolism of this? I don't understand. I, I think at least one time because there's definitely... You know those little girls that sing the song. I associate right, the tricycle so with yeah. The tricycle, yeah. Yeah, I definitely associate the tricycle with those little girls. It's always those little girls, which is strange. I like the chalk drawing of I. I love the, all of the imagery of the house. I like that this one opens yes. with draw, drawing the house in chalk. Yep, I put that in my note too. <laughs> I really like when uh, in Kincaid's nightmare when it zooms out and the whole planet is the junkyard. 
Yes, he can't escape it. But there's a lot of, speaking of the windows, there's a lot of explosions in this one. Yes. There really, a lot of things get blown around. Uh, a, a sandcastle explodes. <laughs> is there, someone has a beach nightmare and uh, Freddy's glove is a shark. <laughs> is that Kristen's death? Is that what Christy calls? Yeah, that's Tuesday night on the beach. Yeah, and he, she starts, like, sinking in the sand, and he's just stepping on her head, so she's, like, drowning in the sand. Oh, my God. Yeah, so many weird murders. And it's kind of, yeah, he doesn't... The kids, they change the rules. They don't get slashed up, almost so that there's less of a panic. You know, they can... It almost makes sense, okay, this one died of asthma, this happened. But, like, it doesn't make sense, but it's less... There's less of an air in the school of, oh, man, someone's going around slashing people. There's more of an ability to get that that feeling of we don't believe in the stories you're telling. One thing I wrote in, in my notes, <laughs> souls are meatballs on a pizza. Yep. And Freddie says, I love soul food. Oh, my God. He sure does. <laughs> and the meatballs are just little people yelling like, ah. Oh, they really, that really, that really bothered me when I was young. This was the first one I ever saw. I really didn't like the meatballs. Yeah. I like the meatballs even less than when they're in his flesh. I don't like his flesh with the faces yeah. in it, but the meatballs really oh, bothered yeah. me. Ruined pizza for you for a few years. I definitely don't like eating meatball pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Because of Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the Dream Master. <laughs> it all stems from that. He's like sticking his claw into one of the, into their meatball heads and he's like, whoever oh, it is, God. is screaming while he's, and there's some weird juice. There's always weird juices squeezing out of everything in these movies. I know, that's like even the first one, he cuts himself and it's just like green goo that comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. He's like, look at this, and just cuts his finger off and he's spraying like green stuff. I'm like, what the hell? Does Freddy, uh, does he appear as a nurse at some point in this one? He does. In the, uh, in the school, I can't remember if it was Kristen or Alice. I think Kristen fell asleep in class and it's, it's not Freddy. I mean, it could be Freddy before he was burned. Right, okay. England as a nurse. And <laughs> you recognize his face right away. Oh, and yeah. And she's trying to give her a shot, I think, and then she wakes up and then the nurse looks normal and she's like... Uh, you just that's right, okay. This some one... of these things... As look back on it like i realized like they kind of they kind of use like bits and pieces of all these movies in freddy versus jason like ways that like he appears and stuff and their nightmares like it kind of gets reused yeah that's what i was saying i think a lot of stuff in freddy versus jason is uh directly you know tied in some way to to the third movie in particular but i think there are just a ton of nods in that movie a lot of it references stuff that we've seen throughout the series and one thing i noticed um so after Kristen died yeah and it was her funeral and i think it was i think they were at rick's funeral because he's the one where alice starts like tripping balls and like his freaking funeral and he, the casket opens up and he's just like they all yeah. think i'm dead and, like, <laughs> like, what the hell fucking so that's Rick. her brother yeah, I'm like, all right, dude, that's weird. But then they, you know, pan away and they show Nancy and her dad and Kincaid and Kristen are all buried, like, in the same area at the cemetery. Yeah, the, like, the, the Freddy yeah. section. What are the, yeah, like, what are the chances that Kristen and Nancy and her father <laughs> would be all buried in the same place? Like, did they dedicate it to, you know... <laughs> These people died of suspicious deaths all around the same time. We're just going to put them together. It makes sense. I mean, if you had to, if you were the graveyard keeper and, and 
a bunch of mysterious deaths were happening one right after the other, you would need to clear out a little area. That's I don't Probably. think that's how the I don't think that's how the graveyard gets organized. I don't think so either, but it's a movie. Nothing makes sense. Yeah, this movie has a lot of things in it that don't make sense. There's a whole uh well, first of all, I'm pretty sure I'm not sure how explicitly it says it, but like when when Kristen dies, not only does she pull Alice into her dream, but she somehow gives Alice the ability to pull more people into her dreams and like she's like you're gonna need this yeah I think I think Christy may even say something like you're gonna need this you're gonna need this power to help you you're gonna need your friends to help you fight this guy but like she knows she's gonna get her friends killed everyone's gotten killed so far because of this Kristen you should mind your own fucking business and uh uh, this is this seems harsh to say, but Kristen should have just let him get her, and not pulled anyone else into the whole mess. Right, and that's what Kincaid and Joey warned her of. That they were just like, you know, we got better things to dream about. Don't pull us into these nightmares. Like you're gonna bring them back, and she just kept kept dreaming. <laughs> Damn it, Kristen. And they were they were dead immediately. Yeah. Fire pissing dogs and ladies in waterbeds. Yep. I just can't imagine how horrified I would be if I if I rolled over on a waterbed and there was a woman inside of it drowning. I'd be pretty yeah, no, but she oh. was happy. She wasn't drowning. She's she, like, hey, like, is she like a mermaid then or something? Like, she didn't have a tail, but like, she could breathe underwater somehow. She was happy. She was like, come here, come in this water with me. And he's like, okay. And that's exactly where he ended up. Yeah, it's just so, like, it's almost, I almost don't know what to say about that whole thing because it, it doesn't make sense on a, on a very large number of different levels. It's just they just had to get the boobs in there at some point because every 80s movie, like, there has to be boobs at least once. Stylistically, and yeah. And stylistically, the boobs in the waterbed, that's like, I mean, that's pretty 80s. You got a whole aesthetic going on if you're going to do it like yeah. that. Yeah, it's Rick. He picks up, he stabs the Rick meatball. That's right. It says, Rick, you meatball. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh yeah, that is a gross one. She's got Alice. There's a thing going on in this movie where Alice has all of her. It's actually kind of sad. All of her friends. She's got pictures of all her friends on her mirror, and she can't see herself in the mirror because all of the pictures of her friends are all over the mirror. But whenever one of her friends dies, she takes down all the pictures of that friend until the mirror is empty. And then it's time to get ready to go kick Freddy's ass. <laughs> Which I love that scene because all of a sudden she just takes Rick's nunchucks and she's yep. like, I know how to use these if I do it. And then like every time they pan away, you can tell it's a completely different person from the oh, back. Yeah. The hair's a different color, oh, a different yeah. length. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> could they have tried a little bit? <laughs> and real double was small. that great. <laughs> And a lot of shots like that from behind her, wh whipping the nunchucks right. around. Did she get powers from all of the dead guys, or was it mostly... No, she had some kind of cyber... Did she have some special flight? Oh, she had some sonic uh, anti-bug thing from uh, Sheila. She has some kind of power from each of the kids in the end. Um, De Deb was the one with the bugs, though, the girl that was like lifting weights and stuff. Yeah, right? but Sheila and invented. Maybe it's for Sheila both was, of them that they Sheila have the invention. Sheila was the girl with the asthma, I think. Yeah, Sheila was the girl with the asthma, and she invented a sonic device to keep bugs away. And that's right. Yeah, Alice brings yep, yep. it with her. She brings that and the nunchucks. And I feel like does she have like a little bit of like leather with spikes on it or something for the uh, for Deb? She might be wearing something like some, that. She might that have point. some Deb trinket as well. She just but... turns totally badass. She's yeah. like this quiet little timid girl, and then she's like, now I'm going to go kill this guy. Like, all right. She kills him by sh 
and she kills him by by pointing a mirror at him. I wonder. I wonder if her taking the pictures off the mirror the whole time was foreshadowing. Like all their souls were like, well, no, because it's like she somehow gained all the powers from all the souls that gave him power and they transferred to her at one point to go against him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so I put, no, that's why I put as a note. Souls of kids he's killed give him power, but somehow transferred to Alice in a dream. So that was like the scene in the church or something, because I know they... Yes. Yeah. Because is oh. this so... Oh, no, it's not until I'm, I'm ahead of myself. I started looking at my notes now for part five, which I only have like four things, but I'm thinking about when... uh. Four ends and five begins. <clears throat> the next part I was gonna say. So never mind. Never mind that next part. Yeah. We're well, not there yet. <laughs> she sees a she sees an image of Freddy in the in the wishing fountain. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> when she when when Sinead O'Connor is playing and she's walking around the fountain with her with her bow. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but he gets turned into a motorcycle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really weird, really bizarre shit happens to be the next one really. The next really, one really is gross. Weird. It really is really weird. This one is really weird. But yeah, she somehow Oh. None of that. None of that. Thank you. Because there's she, what she does to make the oh is is do you have um uh, are people trying to deliver things to you? I don't know. They're going towards the window to look. Oh. Or we'll do that. He'll bark and like he hears like the slightest thing, and he goes to the window and he'll just sit there and he rests his face on the windowsill and he stares and he waits. Good. He's well. He's doing his job. He's keep, keeping a good watch. He's doing a good job. He Bailey's sounds, already over it. He sounds very enthusiastic. Yes. Bailey already got up and she looked and she said nothing's there and she came back. Oh, now here he comes. Hello, did you protect me? Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Please give me kisses. So what oh. she does, and I almost thought we were going to see a baby Freddy. I guess it must be in the dream child which makes it's sense a dream child yeah uh but she uh because i thought she was gonna shrink him <laughs> maybe he gets he might he might get shrunk in the but anyway uh she has a poem it's some like it's some slight i think it might be a different version of the one two freddy's coming from you right but it's like the rhyme is like something Someone's reflection in in the mind's eye, evil will see itself and it shall die. And she picks up like a piece of broken glass and he sees his reflection and all of the souls come out. I don't know why. Because of that poem, I think. Right. And uh, yeah. She gets to use the souls against him and then free them. A lot of cool stuff happens in the end. I was very high by that point. Uh, it seems pretty accurate. Nightmare 3 and 4 are definitely my favorites. I feel like I feel like I might like 4 so much because I saw it first, but they definitely are a pair. Even Oh at, yeah, that's that's the trilogy right there. 3, 4 and 5. Yeah. And 3 and 4 are the best ones out of the trilogy. Absolutely. It's fair to say that three is the best one. Oh yeah, that's that's my absolute favorite. It's probably the most recognizable. It's probably has the most iconic kills and scenes in it. And like this one almost feels like they wanted it to be less bloody and less gory. It was still definitely very hard R. Mm -hmm. hey, Whoa! Oh boy! Did you hear that? I, I heard some kind of puppy. Bark. It sounded like a puppy flying and barking. <laughs> Nobody was flying. But... Uh, it sounded like some type of calamity or a... 
You know, in the cartoon, when you see like a cloud of smoke with some stars and some paws and stuff in it. Yep. That's what I was picturing. Oh my goodness, these dogs! A big dog flopping and barking. <sighs> a flopping. Somebody, somebody snapped at somebody else. Per oh usual. yes. It's usually the girls. Once again, it's just it's so awesome to live with beasts. There's so much fun. Oh yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you but so I, much. I, Please. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I just wanted to touch on, again, I think that definitely, like, this is the trilogy of the Nightmare series. It's like they got into a groove of, like, this one. They were like, we're going to stick with this one story, and we're going to make it last throughout these three movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to watch Freddy's Revenge soon. Not Freddy's Revenge. Freddy's Dead. Yeah. And see if it just completely falls off, if they touch on it at all. I feel like that I feel like that one is very separate from the rest, but we'll see. I mean, I'm, there may be some connective tissue that I don't recall. I feel like it had been a couple of years and that one is a little bit of a departure from where we're at cuz it's like the Freddy apocalypse in that movie. Yeah. There's like no children. He's killed them all. He's killed all the whole town. No one has children. Roseanne is there. Roseanne has no children. That's right. Roseanne is there and she has no children, which is probably for the best. That one might be they that one is extremely weird as well. They might just get weirder and weirder as you go down the line. Cause that one so. that one has bizarre shit in it and really the next I I remember five. I'll I'll tell you, I mean uh, well, let's talk about it when we get there, because yes, yeah, there's one scene in particular in five that I just cannot handle, and it's not the motorcycle. <laughs> we'll have to see what it is. Serious. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is that's our homework from this session. We're gonna watch. Five. I watched five right after four, but I need to watch it again because I totally fell asleep. Okay, so. cool. And I will watch it also. And, I've, and as always, and as always, well, as always, thank you so much. Of um, course. But uh, yeah, any, it is July now, and I, you know, I'll stop recording now. All right. Well, that was episode thirty-three of Maybe We'll Talk. Uh, I feel like. Me and Michelle should probably just start a podcast where we talk about dogs and cats and the weather and Newtown. And that actually, maybe we'll do that. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so some of the things I said that I would mention at the end. I guess we did talk about the fire piss quite a bit. I guess I just, yeah. Maybe sometimes when you talk about pissing fire so much, it's like going nose blind. You start to not notice the amount of times that fire piss is mentioned. It was mentioned a couple times in this one. Um, I wonder if I'll post, do I have the screenshots of it for me to post when I tweet about this? Anyway, podcasts about dogs. Some of the things I said I was going to follow up on. The opening track to this movie is actually by Tuesday Night with a K. It's called Running From This Nightmare. This soundtrack rocks. I wasn't kidding. It's got the Divinals. Of course, it has Sinead O'Connor. It's got Blondie, the Fat Boys, the rap outfit from the 80s, if you recall, did a song, which I don't think appears in the movie. It's on the soundtrack, and... uh, yeah, look up the Fat Boys Freddy Krueger song. It's called Ready for Freddy. Uh, Will Smith did a Freddy Krueger song, Nightmare on My Street. Freddy Krueger was everywhere. I was even talking about Threat, t- talking about this to Thrash yesterday. I should have found the clip where we were talking about Freddy Krueger or whatever. I don't remember. I think we were just talking about how cool it was in the late 80s. Um, Anyway, uh, as far as the Skarsgårds are concerned, uh, there is Stellan Skarsgård. He's the guy in Thor and, uh, you know, a bunch of other shit. The girl that kicks the beehive or whatever. Um, He's the father of Bill and Alexander and eight children, as a matter of fact. And the guy I was thinking about from Garden State is Peter Sarsgård, with no C unrelated. Um, Now that I've said that, I don't know if the 
standard scars guards spell it with a c or a k but whatever that's it for today tomorrow clan book ravnos vampire the masquerade and uh yeah i'll be recording stuff through the weekend as always and next week more talking to people on the phone so thank you so much and see you soon oh and by the way go to cuyadk.tv and find links to all my bullshit peace Слабость велика, а сила ничтожна.